You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro Will with David Shapiro from Sassvin in Johannesburg. And this podcast is proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Results season almost over, David. The Feb end and the March end companies seem to have produced most of their results. It's been a bit patchy, hasn't it? Uh I think patchy is a good word. I think it's been pretty poor. Yes. Uh, most most of the numbers that have come out have uh, have been uh, you know negative. I don't mean losses, but broadly, um, profits have been contracting. And I think all it does is expose the weakness of the South African economy, the underlying economy, and to an extent, uh, um, the risks of going outside of South Africa have also come through in various results. But overall. I think I, I might have explained it last week. I think what we are finding is that after years of uh, growth, um, below, you know, of sub, uh, subpar growth, eventually you can't massage the accounts anymore and it starts to hurt. You know, without top line growth, I think, uh, you know, eventually it hurts the bottom line. And, and Lindsay, it's something you've been saying for a long time and I've been believing is that, that our market is very expensive, you know, relative to the kind of numbers that we're producing. The JSE, to a certain extent, is 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 very extended. Um, you don't want to buy, you, you, you know, you don't want to buy companies that are trading at these uh, multiples uh, on the kind of results that they they're giving us. And I don't see much ahead. I don't see a lot changing that's going to you know make much of a difference. And and yet and yet today we've got an update for reasons that I can't you know, I can't fathom. I cannot reconcile. No, I was looking at that this morning when I was talking to Greg Davies, old friend. I was looking at the, the market, and the S&P was down 20 points, and the Dow Jones was down. The yeah. Dow Jones futures yeah. were down nearly 200. Now we've got the S&P yeah. pairing all its losses. It's unchanged yeah. as yeah. we speak. Uh, but mm. the Nasdaq is down one mm. percent. The tech, the tech mm. sector is very interesting. I don't know if it could scupper the whole market, but it's certainly under a wee bit of pressure. I don't know which particular yeah. stock has brought the Nasdaq down today. I'm looking on CNBC it's to see Google. if I can. Google. Oh, is it Google? Yeah. Okay, what happened? Yeah. Anti, what do they call them? The Competition Commission, the equivalent thereof, uh, investigating for their practices, which is similar to uh, what happened to Google in Europe with that, what's it, Magrit Vestaga, Vestaga, whatever her name is. I can't pronounce it properly. No, can I? Uh, pr- you know, she, she's from, uh, I think she's from, from Scandinavia. Was she from your part of the woods? I'm not sure, but she's, uh, she's one of the front runners to, to run the whole of Europe. But, uh, very, very strong lady. And I think uh, a, a similar story now being followed in, um, you know, in, in, in America. So uh, that's why they come down. But they are, they're a soft target, all these, um, you know, all the t- companies have done very well. Um, and also you can't ignore trade wars because their, their supply chains are so interlinked with, uh, with China, with other countries that it's very difficult to unravel. And no, I think to, to, to be fair, no one's quite sure where this is all going. You know, we, we don't know what the consequences of an extended trade war is going to be, who the winners are going to be. There won't be winners. You know, I always say in a war, um, even the good guys lose, uh, lose people and uh, uh, suffer anguish. So I don't think anybody comes out on the right side. But, but no one can really work out what this all means and, and who's going to be hurt. Uh, from my point of view, I'm nervous. You know, I'm very, very nervous. Uh, you're dealing with a, a, with a Trump who's untrustworthy, he's erratic, he can change his mind at any point, either up or down. And, and, and uh, you know, now what's happening are people no longer trust him. 
you know, you can't sign a deal because tomorrow he can renege or go backwards. So that's what we're dealing with. And, and, and I think it's manifesting itself in tech shares far more than it is in perhaps uh, other equities. Trump calls for a boycott of AT&T to force big changes at CNN. Um, yeah. He obviously hates CNN, so he's, he's, he's having a go at them now. As he yeah. stands in Westminster Abbey, for goodness sake. I don't well, think they let well, people like that into Westminster Abbey. Well, that's his mentality. He's a bully. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he, he's, he's a bully with uh, the power. He's got his uh, sycophants. He's got his followers who are uh, of a similar breed, and uh, they they abusing their power. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what powers Congress have got to stop him, but his Mexican outburst last week as well just, uh, you know, stagger people. What you know, He's in the middle of doing a, a deal with with Canada and, and Mexico, the next thing he makes these kind of threats, and he loves tariffs. What he doesn't understand every time he says he loves tariffs, tariffs mean that the American people pay more. <laughs> yes, yeah. you might hurt the nation uh, exporting, but but it's the American consumer that actually pays the taxes that he talks about. You know, <laughs> it's not they don't pay it. The other country, the physical of money comes from uh, the pocket of consumers. So I I don't know. Anyway. I've been talking about a recession. I'm having a chat again with that fellow, mm. Greg Davies, and I said that there will be – I call him te- Tequila yeah. Trump now because he's boosted the economy. He inherited an economy that was chugging along. He's given it some tequila, mm. and the tequila eventually will wear off, and there will be a hangover. Mm. And that is evidenced by manufacturing in the United States yeah. uh, because we had yeah. the PMI data coming out there just like we did in South Africa. Manufacturing in the U.S., it says here, according to CNBC.com, is slumped to its lowest level in two and a half years amid yeah. escalation global trade tensions. The closely watched yep. ISM manufacturing index fell to 52.1, still above 50, but it was expected yep. to be 53, lowest reading since October mm. 2016. Yep. It is going to slow down this economy. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, and the reason it slows down is because confidence slows down. Once confidence slows down, economic activity. So you can bring on uh, a recession. You can bring on a recession because anybody who's going to buy a new machine especially if it's coming from China or is going to do something in the technology space, uh, doesn't know who's good and who's bad. I've got a couple of examples. I'll, t- I'll tell them to you now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where, where you get that, uh, where you start to get that, people start to unwind something. But what, what I wanted to, to, um, to let you know, I was speaking to, uh, to our chaps in the Treasury. Yeah. And, you know, what happened is they act on behalf of importers. And these importers are bringing in stuff from China. The problem is that you or us, sorry, the importer in South Africa, channels the payment through an American bank in dollars. That's how you settle world trade. What happens is the Americans are delaying payment because they want to know more details. You know, if you're asking us to send dollars to China and to uh, to bring in imports, uh, what's in what ship is it in? <laughs> what are you bringing in? Is there any technological equipment? What is it? And so it goes. So the whole process gets slowed down while you have to complete uh, compliance and, and all the forms and make answers. So uh, it begins to grind down on another thing. I spoke to a young person who's very successful here who's, who's in accessories and uh, particularly in, t- in cell phones. And the same thing's happening to him with the Huawei. You know, the same thing. He's, um, it's a very big number in South Africa because it's a cheap smartphone. It's very popular here. But try bring them in. 
you know, try range payment. And also people get very nervous, you know, should I have Huawei? Uh, you know, will, will Android still support it? What's happening? What's the future? And so on. Yeah. So it's not only between America and, and, and China, you know, it extends far, far beyond that to, uh, uh, you know, to other elements of trade, to global trade. So that's where I'm getting nervous, uh, uh as well. And Trump, Trump just lashes out, you know, India now, uh, being investigated or, 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 um, they, they've had special treatment as South Africa has in certain areas, um, of being a developing nation. Therefore you get favored treatment. Right. I think this goes back many, many years ago. Now India is being, you know, that's been withdrawn. So now it hurts India. You know, which is one of the high growth areas. So, so it's Mexico, it's Canada, it's, well, we haven't had Canada, but it's sure to hurt Canada. You've had, uh, the UK, Europe, everybody being investigated. So where does this all lead? You know, it can only go one way. So I, I'm inclined, I, you know, I, I'm hanging on at the moment. I'm waiting, hoping that some common sense prevails somewhere down the line that somebody, there is somebody grown up in the United States, you know, who, who takes control of this or stops it. But otherwise, I tend to share your, you know, your worries that this can happen. Yeah, it really can. Anyway, it's going to be a, a long, hard Northern Hemisphere mm. summer and a long, hard Southern Hemisphere winter. It's going to be difficult, David. What worries me somewhat is the... Is the GDP number tomorrow combined yes, with the yes. corporate results that we've seen, which you said, yes, I said yes. were patchy, you said were downright poor. Mm. Um, I spoke to someone this morning from ABSA actually talking about the PMI, which is also bad. It came down from 47.2 to 45.4. So our, con- our manufacturing economy is contracting yet again. I don't know how many months out of the last five years, mm. or rather, let's call it two years. Out of the last two years, it's been below 50. But I think it's probably all but two, something like that. So we're not making as many goods as we should be and GDP tomorrow, the chat from Absa says it could be a minus 2.2% contraction which yeah, is horrific yeah, yeah, yeah exactly I, I, I don't know, I can't calculate it I can only go by what uh, economists say but, but the majority of econom- economists believe that it has contracted anywhere from 1.5 to your to the, you know, the number that you've quoted now that's on the high side that I've heard I've heard mainly around Minus one and a half for the first three months. That's a minus. Mm. Remember, we had uh, uh, what? What do we have? We had we went into recession, came out of recession, and now heading back that way. You know, and if not recession, uh, let's put it. You know, that, those are technical terms. What what it does identify or highlight is that this economy is going absolutely nowhere. We also had vehicle sales out here, and you know, four months out of five, we've been down. Uh, so May was down again. Uh, minus 5.7% as well. So the consumers are not there. But what I cannot reconcile, and, and, and I have to point this out, is that I'm looking at our market and we're quite strong with buyers coming in, particularly for retailers. Mm. And I'm saying, okay, <laughs> you know. Maybe it's the Mr. Price effect. You want to buy clicks at a 34 multiple, good luck to you, you know. Is that what it is? Well, I, 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 I'll get the updated one, more or less. Sometimes it's very difficult um, because of the adjustments, etc., to get a, an accurate, uh, um, you know, number. But but most of the retailers still remain on the very, very yeah, clicks I've got here. So this could be yeah, thirty multiple. Gosh. So you thirty, you, you know, and look, their results are decent, but uh, do they deserve to trade at a thirty multiple? I'm not sure. Um, something's happening in Mr. Price. I can't identify it. 
Uh, we saw big trade on Friday, a billion rands worth. The results were okay, and they're up another 3% today. Um, look, you know, and again, I, they, they, they were up about, um, I think, on Friday. I, I can't remember the, the, their exact number, but um, if, if they were up a few percentage points, 6% or whatever. 11% actually, 11% uh, on the close. So yeah, but some, that's an adjustment. There were oh, shorts was coming a, into the market. Sorry, sorry. The 11, they were 11% up, in other words, the share. Went up seven percent, but I think the headline earnings were up six percent. Yes, and you know they're at a seventeen PE, so you, you you're paying a lot for uh, for retailers in, in the hope that things come right here. Mm. Is there anything that's really stood out on the upside for you during the results season that's just gone by? Was there anything that was good? I mean, Mr. Price was good, and it's uh, almost as though people said, "Well, it's not bad, so let's buy it," because yes, I, think, I, I think people went into exactly it short, as I said. Yeah, yeah. That's the exact explanation that you got. You know, this is the best out of a bad bunch. Let's uh, let's buy it. But I mean, for me, that's not uh, you know that's not how you go into the market. Well, there's nothing else uh, to buy, and so on. I, I, I'm trying to think what really stood out. If there were any results, I think most of them were on the negative side. I think what's dominating headlines now is the Tongat debacle. Uh, that they're going to have to restate their numbers to an extent of three and a half to four and a half billion. I mean, that's crazy that, that, that you should do it in companies that have been around that long and that you've had, uh, you know, I always go against the, uh, the use of uh, non-executive directors and with all these, with all the controls that we put in, things like this still happen. There's been the mass market debacle as well, their results, net cares for share price fall and so on. I think on the upside, telecom has been the one that has stood out. But I think even then, you've got to go into the results in a lot more detail. But uh, they've been an outstanding performer. Uh, Eltron has been a very good performer as well. Who else? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't remember too many that have done that well. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we look ahead with trepidation to tomorrow's yeah. GDP yeah. number. That's the yeah. one. We've had the PMI. I'm not looking forward to the next two and a half months, David, not because I think the market is going to be under pressure, not because I think that the economy will be sputtering, as it has already uh, done, and stuttered and sputtered for so, for so long. It's because on Saturday night, essentially the last game of the football season occurred, and it was a shocker. It was like watching a second oh, division match. Tottenham versus Liverpool, you should be ashamed of yourselves. I, I, you know what? I was in a pub full of uh, supporters from Liverpool. I was, I was just shouting for... Uh, Liverpool, because I mean, for Spurs, I wanted them to score a goal. Me too. Um, but, which they didn't come close to doing. Not once. Um, <laughs> they were absolutely awful. But it was one of those matches where you sit and watch, and then suddenly you find yourself talking to a person next door and having a beer, and every now and then glancing at the at the screen. That's how uh, enthralling it was. A terrible disappointment. It really was. So yeah, and now we've got to wait. I don't know. Now we're starting to watch your cricket. Yeah, I'm which, watching England uh, Pakistan at the moment. Actually, as we pre-record this, England are 60 for one, chasing around about 350. But it's not yeah. quite. It's not quite the same, really. No, no, it's not the same. There's not the same passion. <laughs> it can be exciting, but I mean, you've got to wait right at the end for it to become exciting. You've got to wait for the last few overs. overs. Don't, you think that, don't you think that it was a mistake to play Harry Kane? I mean, he's the captain and Absolutely. everything. He, they should have kept the team that beat Ajax, for goodness sake. Why change Absolutely. things? They were, they were yeah. a winning team. I'm quite friendly with uh, with with Gary Mabbott and you know the ex uh, Spurs captain and he was there and he just wrote me a mail and he said he, he was very bucked up about Spurs and he actually sent there in that he said you know we're going to have in fact his front line he put Mora Kane and Son 
he actually mentioned three of them up there. So I thought once he put Kane up there, I knew Kane was playing, but I thought they were going to play all three. Mm. But uh, they left Mora on the on the side, which was uh, I think was a big mistake. Stupid. And Kane did nothing. I didn't see him play. I, and even Eriksson, who I rate tremendously, didn't appear. No. You know, and just wasn't there. Very really sad. Anyway, I've two and a half months Terrible of sad. a wasteland. It killed of, me. Yeah, no to hear those next. Liverpool, yeah, but to hear those Liverpool supporters singing, I just oh god. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get some hate mail for that one. But anyway, David, thank you very much for your time this evening. Okay. David, David Shapiro is from Sassman, and that was Shapiro World back same time next week. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with ShareNet.co.za.